0: everybody happy Tuesday how are you guys doing hi Archita, how are you it's a pretty dark day here today it's raining can you guys hear me well and see me well good morning Amelia good morning Deborah hi how are you guys doing today So many people. Hi, Loretta. Hi, Judy. Hi, Gary. Hi, Giotti. Hi, Sonia. (laughs) Back again. Yeah, this week I'm doing three lives, guys. Good morning, Ka. Nice to see all of you today, guys. I am so excited about today's topic because I get this asked all the time. Uh, How can I help someone that needs help? How can I help my husband? How can I help uh, my wife? First time being in your class. Uh, Welcome, Archita. I'm so happy to see you here. Are there any other new people to my lives? Good morning, Vanessa. First time in your class, too. Welcome. Bienvenidas. Uh, Yes, first time. Amazing. A lot of new people. Thank you so much, guys. So my name is Emilio Jose Garcia. I am the co-founder of a company called KW Professional Organizers. And since 2012, I have been helping people declare and organize their lives uh, with um, embracing minimalism, practicing self-care, and just uh, pro- uh, giving them clear step-by-steps on how to do things to be more organized. And all of this comes from my own experience of helping like right now with 350 people in their homes. So I love doing these kind of sessions to share the things that I have seen, to share my own experience and also to open up the space for you guys to share whatever works for you too. And today's topic guys is a huge one. It's a really, really big one and a very important one. Why? Because Life is all about community. It's all about support, giving and receiving. And we all have to manage that. Hi, Cassie. Hi, Creative. Hi, Debu. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for being here. I was just playing my singing balls a little bit to set the tone. Good morning, media and today's group. Have a wonderful day, all. Thank you, infinite. infinite. So. I'm curious to know, before I get started, guys, why are you here today? Are you here because you want to learn how to receive help? Are you here because you want to give help? Hello from London. Uh, Hi, Beverly. Are you here because you are frustrated with someone? What is it? Why are you here? Just become aware of the reason why you are here, guys. I struggle with receiving. I am here because I need to learn how to accept help as I am overly independent and stress myself out. I have a problem with clarity and had bad experiences with help from friends. I am here for fellowships mostly. But for information, I am an exhausted caregiver. Learn help to my... Uh, Learn help for myself to open my heart to receive. Beautiful. I want to learn how to ask and receive help. I want to give help. To learn to trust more. Hope to learn how to get help. I have issues with letting my unhealthy old ways go. Me too, Sylvie. Want to learn how to receive help. I am here because I get angry so easily and take things too personally. I need help. Uh, Can you be more specific about why do you get angry? Uh, Do you get angry or cheetah when you are receiving help or someone is trying to help you or when you are trying to give help and people don't listen to you? Like, when are you feeling angry and frustrated? Session is about... The session is about how to receive and offer healthy support and healthy help. Okay, first time. Amazing. Nice to see you here. Get help and help someone who is living like a holder. Thank you guys so much for sharing. One of the first steps of being able to receive and being able to offer help is always to connect with yourself and to really connect with your intention. Okay? What is your intention? What's that instrument? This is a singing ball, guys. I don't know if you can see, like there is some uh, something carving here, and it's basically a singing ball made with a I think over seven medals, and this one is made made by hand from Nepal. So I have the little one. Yeah, it's a Tibetan singing bowl. It's called. I have the little one, and I also have a bigger one. That this one sounds amazing. Look how big this is. This one is a deeper kind of dome. Needing help for uh, needing help me or others needing it triggers a trauma response in me. I get anxious and jittery. Amazing, beautiful bowl. Thank you, Monica. Wow, yeah, we, <clears throat> when I traveled the world, I was in Nepal and, and I really loved the ball. So I bought myself a pair and I shipped them back home to Spain, to Barcelona. And honestly, I don't know what happened. My man, my mom had them at home. And when I went back two or three years later, I asked them, where are my Tibetan balls? And she had no idea where they were and, and they were gone. I looked the entire house and I couldn't find it. Morning, Osiris. I want to learn how to proactively help others through hard times rather than saying if there is anything I can do, let me know. That sounds so soothing. Yeah. So uh, when we went to Barcelona, one of the times, probably three years ago, I decided to buy ourselves, my wife and I, two, a pair so that we can use at home. And we also use them in live sessions with people and also in live sessions like this. So I pretty much do everything in my home and I never get offers of help until I have a meltdown. Deborah. Amazing. Thank you. That's a great awareness and that's uh, we're going to be talking about how to deal with that, how to clearly communicate your needs, how to set healthy boundaries. Uh, Needing help makes me feel guilty for imposing on others. Uh, CJ, I will invite you to, to reflect about how do you feel when you help someone else that is asking for your help? Do you feel drained or do you feel energized after? Do you feel well or do you feel bad? having the opportunity to offer your help and seeing that person getting better th- thanks to your help. How do you heal? How do you feel after giving help to someone in a good way? Because most likely you're gonna say, I feel good. So when, when someone else is trying to help you and it's the right help that we're gonna talk about that, it needs to be the right help, okay? If you say no, but you really need it and you really want it, and it's just your internal issue, you are preventing that other person from feeling wonderful. You feel wonderful when you give help. So why someone else can be can feel wonderful offering, your, your, uh, offering you help when you really need it, when you are open to it and when it feels good to both, okay? How to develop self-intuition or intuition about life? I will say, Abhishek, I hope I'm pronouncing your name okay, uh, I will say that you are the one who have those answers the intuition is inside of all of us okay and the only way that you can tap into your intuition is by allowing yourself time to be present time to connect with yourself in a way that feels good to you for some people that's called mindfulness and meditation just sitting quietly for some other people it's going for a walk alone in the woods surrounded by trees for others, it's going close to the water if they have water around, and the water is the element that makes them feel good and, and connected. Uh, for others, it's just taking their shoes off and going into the grass and just grounding themselves with the earth. With you have to do whatever you need to do to feel well, to feel connected with yourself. And from that place of connection, that's when you are going to find that intuition because the intuition is inside of us. It's there, screaming at us. But sometimes we are too busy to even hear what that intuition is saying okay so yeah connecting with yourself and connecting with yourself can happen in so many different ways Uh, it's called self-care it's called time with yourself it's called allowing yourself a little bit of time to really process your emotions to really become aware of what you are feeling and why and then be able to recognize your mental health how are you feeling right now why are you feeling the way you are feeling what can you do to to make your mental health better or, or You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a journey that we all take in different ways. How to boost self-esteem. Archita, that's a great and very deep question. How to how to boost self-esteem? I would say that is by there are a few components here. And please, people help me out here in the chat. Share whatever you feel. How can you boost your self-esteem? I would love to read what other people are saying. From my experience, I would say the way for you to boost self-esteem, there are a few that come to mind right now, okay? And I don't have a list. It's just things that that are coming to me right now. Practicing self-love, okay? Loving yourself for who you are. Accepting yourself for who you are. Looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I love you. I love you, Emilio. I know you are trying your best. I know that you are doing what you can in every situation. I am proud of you, okay? Say that to you. What works for is positive affirmations. I read it in on a mirror. Amazing, Vanessa. That's that's what I'm saying. That's one one technique, okay? Positive self talk. Absolutely, guys. Don't be mean to yourself. Be always try to be gentle with yourself. That's one. Another one is to be really clear. Self esteem comes when you feel that you are doing the right thing. When you feel that you are succeeding, whatever that means to you. When you feel that you are connected, that you are loved, that you are worth it, that that you are that you allow that love to to come to you, right? And if you cannot receive, if you cannot connect with yourself and really love yourself for who you are, doesn't matter what's happening outside. If you cannot connect with that, your self-esteem is always going to be low because you are not nurturing that, okay? Taking care of yourself, keeping promises to yourself. Amazing, I love that. Uh, Keeping promises to yourself is a huge one, guys. Don't set yourself up for failure. Make sure that you are connecting with yourself, you are owning the decisions that you are making and that you are taking action. Self-parent, uh, talk to yourself like a loving parent with love notes to yourself. Amazing. Aubrey, you are talking about inner child work. So powerful, so needed. We all have inner child traumas. Not trauma, just stuff that happened in our infancy. Uh, stuff that we were programmed because that's what we saw and we formed our habits and routines and our beliefs about the world were formed when we were little. So you have to go back to that time and really understand why those things were formed and do deep work. And that's called inner child work. Do what you love and don't listen to what others say. Great. Self-care that nurtures you. It's not selfish. It is necessary. Absolutely, guys. Create your own self-care list. And this is something that also helps for communication with other people, guys. If you don't know what other people need, how are you supposed to support them? So this is my self-care list, just one example. This one is very elaborated, but you don't have to make such a big one. You can just get started doing something very basic, a few bullet points of things that make you feel well, okay? So for example, taking three deep breaths, like... I promise you when you do that three times you are automatically going to feel better because it's science, guys. When you breathe more, you're bringing more oxygen to your brain. Your brain is recognizing that you are safe. You are not running. You are not running out of breath. You are not like nervous. Nothing is attacking you. OK, so you are relaxing. So the brain says, OK, now I can relax. Now I can be more focused. I can be more centered. And from that place of cal- calmness, that's when you can start tapping into your emotions Start do a body scan. There are so many things that you guys can do. And if you are interested, I have a course on Inside Timer about self-care, a 10 day course that you can take. Okay. And I also have a new one about minimalism that I just released last Friday. So make sure that you check them if you are interested, learning to listen to your inner self and trust instead of listening to others for your self-worth. That's a big one. It's okay to listen to other people, but you are the one with the answers. You are the one who knows what you need. Okay so sometimes people are telling you things and sometimes you are not even asking for them so let's let's dive into the the topic of today okay i have a few bullet points to follow and i think it's really really important so the first thing when you are trying to communicate when you are trying to offer help or receive help the first thing that you need to do it's okay let me ask you first before i say anything guys what do you think you need to do to make sure that you are giving or receiving healthy help, healthy support. What are some components that you think that needs to happen for both people to feel well giving and receiving so that is a healthy interchange? What do you guys feel it's needed? Establish boundaries. Amazing, Joe clear messages clear communication absolutely understand that the giving receiving is coming from a place of good intent intention guys intention amazing compromise and reciprocity reciprocity yes a feeling of mutuality not up down relationship amazing being present active listening guys good timing absolutely both parties needs to be ready for the interchange No one wants to be told what to do if they are not ready to receive. You need to be in a good place. Consent. Guys, you know all, majority of the kids are ready. You need to be in a good place. That means that you need to be in a good mindset. You need to be open to receiving. You need to be open to receiving help. Okay? Ask if other person wants advice, suggestions, or just to be listened to before offering. Leslie, nail in the head. (laughs) I myself, am a fixer. I've been a fixer my entire life. And I'm learning how to stop being a fixer because I don't need to fix anything. I don't have the responsibility to fix everything in life, okay? So anytime someone comes to me sharing something, guess where I go the first, my first intuition is to, how can we fix this? Let's fix this. And people don't want to be fixed. They don't want you to fix anything. They just want to come to you. They want to share with you. They want to be heard. They want to be understood. And maybe later they want to be helped, but right now it's not your job to fix anything. It's just be curious, no judgment, amazing. And then creer que soy una persona, no solamente existe para los otros. So you have to really connect with that, right? And just be present. And it's not about you guys, it's not about you or what you want, it's about them and what they need. And I'm starting to do that with my wife, especially. Like when she comes to me, I just ask her, like, What's the outcome of this conversation? Like, what do you want from me right now? Because mm. honestly, if not, I may, I may try to go to fixing place, and I don't wanna do any of that, right? So I just asked her, like, what would you like to have happen in this conversation? And then she said, I just want you to listen to me. Perfect. So I just turn off my fixing switch in my head. Emilia, you are not responsible for doing this. Emilia, you don't have to feel bad if you see a possibility that she's not seeing now. It is not your job to do that right now. She's not asking for it. So you don't have to do any of that. You just have to listen and say, everything's going to be okay. I'm here for you. Can I do anything for you? Um, sometimes people want to be here just to let their thoughts... Uh, what do you mean? What, what do you mean, Archita? What's your question? Reflect back. <clears throat> reflect back to the person what I hear so that they can affirm or help me understand better if I'm off. Amazing, that's intentional dialogue and I'm going to cover that. It's called imago dialogue and that's very, very powerful. It silences the other person too if we go into fixing mode instead of listening to them. Absolutely, Claire, absolutely. It's so hard to stop that mindset if you have been raised with that mindset. So hard to really listen to the person without taking action. I tend to do it with my kids and they say, no, mom, we don't want you to fix it. <laughs> my, my daughter is the same. Uh, Yes, this is fantastic. Speaking up about what you need and asking people what they want, their desired outcome to the conversation is beautiful. Alison, sometimes it is needed because sometimes I don't know and I want to be prepared, right? I don't want to be dumped into a place that I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm expected to do. So I just ask clearly, like, what do you want from me? Like, do you just need to be heard? Do you want me to give you advice? What do you need from me? And then the person will tell you. And hopefully we will start developing the, the sixth sense, knowing what that person needs, having more empathy. And then you start flowing more into that. And then you kind of feel what's right in the moment instead of you having to ask all the time. But that's a muscle that you need to flex. What do you mean let their thoughts hit the air? Uh, Archita, that means that someone, someone needs to be heard. Meaning like if I'm feeling frustrated about something and I just need to say, Archita, I'm frustrated when when this person says this to me. I don't want you to tell me anything. I just want you to to listen. I just want you to to let out my thoughts, let out my emotions, let out what I need to let out, but I don't need anything else to come my way right now. I'm not ready to receive anything. I just want to let it out. Okay? So, hitting the air means just speak your words. The words hit the air and they stay there for a little bit because sometimes we need space to understand. And when we are talking out loud when we are being listened to we have a lot of aha moments that if the the other person doesn't let that space that air that breathing space there if the other person is just answering to you right away they are not letting that space to be and you sometimes need the space okay i tell folks i just need to vent and i need you to support me what do you mean let their thoughts hit the air so i hope is that clear archita is that yeah okay so, okay, guys, you share so many great things, okay? So the first thing is like, yeah, what's your desired outcome? And this should be for both parties. Like, what is our desired outcome right here from this conversation, right? Like, what is it? And then uh, this is something that sometimes it's okay to ask, ask straight, but sometimes you will have a feeling. Sometimes you feel that if that person is crying, if that person is coming to you, if that person needs a hug, if that person is, you will read the corporal like a language, you will read what the person is saying. And sometimes you will feel what that person needs and you will just do it. Okay. You will just give them a hug. You will just see them, tell me what's going on. So you will kind of, the, your intuition will guide you through the process. But if you are not sure it's okay, I think it's okay to ask just to make sure that I can support you in the best way possible. Like, what would you like me to do right now? You just want me to listen to you. Just be honest, ask, you don't have to know everything. Okay. So understand the background and the reasons just behind everything that that person is saying, it's okay. Sometimes to ask questions, if that person is it's stuck and that person needs a little bit of support, you can ask permission. Like, would you like me to like ask a few questions so that I can understand better what you are trying to tell me, uh, or you just want silence, Right. And then that person will kind of tell you or you will feel it always Always connect with that intention, okay? Is this about you or is this about them? Especially when you are trying to offer help. Especially, like, I get a lot of calls sometimes or messages saying, my husband needs help. My wife needs help. My mom needs help. What do you think happens in my head when I hear that, guys? What do you think? Do you think that's a red flag for me? Yes or no? Someone calls me or someone sends me a text and say, Emilio, I need you to help my wife. I need you to, to help someone else. They need help. You think it's a, Why do you think that's a red flag? Why do you think, for me, that's a red flag? And please don't be shy. Share in the comments. There is no right or wrong answers here, guys. I just want to make sure that you guys are understanding and that... Forcing help upon someone who might not want it. Amazing. Because they are trying to control. Red flag, too big. Can only ask for yourself. The other did not ask for help. Exactly, guys. I have no idea because it's hard to sit in someone else's suffering and it's, you know, they are not asking help for themselves. Sounds codependent. Amazing, guys. You are hitting the nail in the head there. Like, the first thing that I ask is, like, okay, is your, is your wife there? Is your husband there? Can I, do they, do they want help? Did they ask for the help? And then if they say, no, like I said, I don't want to help someone that is not asking for help because they are not going to be ready to receive. So what I do then, I just point them. I just invite them to go. I invite them to share resources with them. I invite them to say, invite them to come to one of my life sessions. Uh, We're not considering what they value, what they are loyal to, what they are afraid they may lose. Yeah, amazing. So there is context. There is background missing there. I have no idea what that person is going through. I have no idea what their desires are. I have no idea what they are trying to accomplish. I don't even know if they really want to change because sometimes people don't see a problem, but the other person sees a problem. So in that specific case, would you say that the person calling me, is asking for help for the other person. Do you think that person is asking for help, it's all about themselves or about the person they are trying to help? What do you think? Do you think they are making the situation about themselves or about the person that they want to help? Exactly, they have expectations for themselves. They want to have something in that situation change so that they can feel better, so that they can get benefit from having a different space from whatever right so in that case if the other person is not asking for help it's all about themselves and at the end of the day it's uh about the person they want to help i don't think so because if the other person is is not asking for help like who is someone else just put yourself in their shoes okay so you live in your home okay and maybe you love books Maybe you love books, okay? Books are your priority number one of your life. You love books. Books are your life. So for you, you have a thousand books in your house. Books everywhere. They are not preventing you from living in your home, but you don't have anything else other than books in your home. You love them. You feel so well in your home. And someone comes to your home and says, you have a problem. You have too many books here. You have to have space to hang pictures here. You need to have space to have other things. Why do you have only books? but you don't have a problem. You feel grounded. You are not frustrated. Your mental health is great. You are thriving in life. And someone else comes and says that you have a problem. How would you feel? Will you feel attacked? Will you feel supported? Will you feel inspired? How would you feel? Because this is something that happened. Like this is something that happened, especially when people get together, Defensive. Absolutely. Why? Because someone is attacking you. Someone didn't even ask you, how are you? How do you feel? Someone is just judging you, right? And this happens so many times with physical clutter and especially when people are sharing the space. I'm a management consultant and designer. My job is to make people's workplaces better, but some people don't see the problem. This is my issue that I want to prevent. Alison, because there are so many different styles, right? I have helped so many people declare their homes, and especially in family settings and couple settings. And I can tell you that if we cannot become aware together, if we cannot be respectful and have an intentional dialogue together, be heard, every party needs to be heard. Every party needs to have an input, okay? Everybody needs to have a say. And until that doesn't happen, no one is going to change anything. Because if I have a partner that loves books and they have a thousand books and I don't like books, and we move together into the same apartment, guess what? Maybe, maybe that's frustrating me. Maybe I need space for myself too. So we are then talking about that communication needs to happen. Setting healthy boundaries needs to happen. And maybe those healthy boundaries are, this is your room. This is my room. And if we live in a one bedroom apartment, guess what? That's not an option. So what is the happy boundary there? What is the happy balance there? The only way to get to that happy balance to that space that is designed for everybody is to have clear communication. Uh, I'm I'm an Indian. No, I'm not an Indian. I'm from Spain, but I was in India over a year. So I'm very familiar with Indian people and how they live and the culture. And I immersed myself in India for over a year. So love the country, busy pretty much everywhere there. But yeah, so guys, that's the first step. Communication. What's the desired outcome here? And there is no problem until you have to share spaces together. That happens with physical spaces, right? Uh, and then finding the happy balance is so difficult. Guys, I was looking at a documentary the other day and some people here in, uh, salt Marie, that is a city up north in Canada, they were promoting how they as a couple, they live in two separate apartments (laughs) that are together door by door, but they have the the entire separate apartment because they, they had such different styles, such different ways of living, such different uh, style and stuff. And they just decided to have different apartments. And I know that sometimes that's not doable for everybody because it's very expensive. Right. But I'm just going to the extreme of like, that's one option. That's one possibility that so many people don't even consider in our house. My wife and I, we used to have our own separate bedrooms for a while until Eva came. Why? Because we were noticing that we were sharing our bedroom. Everything was shared and we didn't have our own space. A uh, core understanding of what is yours, mine, and ours is at the core of moving into healthier life. Amazing. So we were having trouble sleeping together because uh, I move a lot and then she, she needs like a thousand blankets and I was boiling so we tried separate beds we try like different things and then we we just decided like why don't we have separate rooms for a while let's try it because we work from home it's our office we sleep here let's give it a try we gave it a try amazing we loved it but then eva came and we live in a two bedroom apartment so we didn't want to move so now we are back to sharing the space and we can make do but guys the possibility of having two separate bedrooms was amazing and that doesn't mean that the relationship is ending nothing like that it's quite the opposite it's like Guys, when I was living with my parents, I had my own room. Samantha was living with her parents, she had her own room. And then we moved together and we lose everything. Do you think that's fair? Just think about it, right? So that's why sometimes it's so difficult to like find a happy balance. (laughs) Salvador Dalí and his partner had separate homes. Yeah. And sometimes we have so many beliefs, so many. And I'm not saying what's right or wrong here. I'm just talking about possibilities. Okay. Possibilities of things, how things could be. And it's nice to explore everything that's possible. Sharing a room versus having different homes and everything in between. Right? It's nice to explore. It's nice to like test, especially if you are frustrated. Okay. So awareness, sometimes a mediator can be a good choice. You guys are aware, you know, guys, what a mediator is, it's a mediator. It's someone who is in between two parties or three parties facilitating the communication. I do that a lot with families because the son has a preference, the daughter has a preference, the the mom has a preference, the dad has a preference. And then when they get together to try and talk, sometimes because they are so involved emotionally, sometimes someone saying something feels like an attack. Why? Because because you are too attached emotionally and and you just can't have a fluid conversation because you are being triggered because the emotions get on the way, then someone starts screaming, someone starts crying, and all of a sudden, there is no clear communication. There is no clear communication. It's not possible. In that case, thank you Violeta for your donation. In that case, you have to try something else. And guys, it doesn't matter how much action you take, it doesn't matter how much you try to change things, if there is not awareness clear communication. Everybody feels hurt. Everybody feels understood. Everybody has an opportunity to give in the input. If you cannot get there, doesn't matter what you do physically in the space, it will never work because you will always find resistance, resentment. People will not be happy. Someone will not understand what you are doing. Someone will have the role of trying to do everything and the other person won't have a, a chance to participate. So all those things start happening. All those dynamics start happening. And then receiving help in that environment is very difficult. Offering help in that environment is very difficult. So a mediator can come from the outside world and then listen to everybody, really get everybody accountable to what they are saying, set the the tone of the conversation, and then find that happy balance where everybody can sacrifice a little bit but not too much and everybody feels that is fair everybody feels like okay i'm happy to sacrifice 300 of my thousand books so that you can have space for what you love that is maybe having a thousand shoes i don't know i'm just making stuff up but it's about the input it's about everybody having an opportunity to participate okay so yeah so the communication needs to flow okay people need to be open for for receiving help and you have to ask permission for for giving help and make sure that the person is ready to receive it. If you feel hurt, you can compromise. Absolutely, you are more likely to compromise. You are more likely to be curious and open-minded to new possibilities when you feel that you are being supported, you are being respected and you are being hurt, absolutely. As a bone and razor fixer, I am learning to get more comfortable in holding space when someone is in need allowing them a safe space to express themselves without fear of judgment or a need for intervention. Amazing. Just time to be fully present for them and truly listen with the sole intent for them to be held. In my experience, this is so powerful for the person in need and myself. Absolutely. It is so needed and it is so difficult to do sometimes. It's so difficult to do because we are not... How many of you have been raised in an environment like that? That intentional dialogue is happening all the time, that everybody's allowing everybody else to speak, to be heard. No one is trying to fix you all the time. How many people have been raised in an environment like that? I would like to say me. And if you you haven't, just say no. I just want to see no, no. No. So guys... You see here, like we were not raised like this, but now we are becoming aware of the possibility of having intentional dialogues, the possibility of being heard without being fixed at the same time, the possibility of having space, a safe space to share, a safe space to say what's going on inside you. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It's not about that. It doesn't matter how the other person feels it's not about them it's just about you venting out about you letting that thing out and then you can look at it and you can understand wow like why was i feeling that that doesn't make any sense but until you let that thing out in a safe space with support you will not be able to to digest that emotion you will not be able to let it go okay so guys be gentle with yourself you see no one here i didn't see a single yes did anyone say yes Raising toxic family, I don't see a single guess. So now, here we are, like, I'm 42 years old, guys. I don't know how old you guys are. But here I am, four decades after, trying to change something that has been happening for 40 years. 26. So lucky you to be here with 26 years old. Abhishek, Chapo. You are doing great already. 26. I wish I was doing this work when I was 26 years old. Okay, but so be gentle with yourself. All these things are going to face resistance. You're going to try to go home now and try to set intentional dialogues and people are going to be thinking, what are you talking about here? This is something weird. Who are you? Jesus Christ? You know what I mean? People will start judging you a lot, using words that will trigger you a lot. Okay, using religion, using spirituality, using uh, stuff that they don't understand, that they haven't Being exposed to and they're gonna tell you things that are mean and then you have then two jobs to do try to do intentional dialogue while managing your own triggers your own emotions and everything that's coming up for you it's a work in progress baby steps absolutely so that communication needs to happen until until everybody feels excited and motivated to get started making the changes that are required okay I repeat that this conversation, this intentional dialogue needs to happen until everybody is excited, until everybody is motivated, until everybody feels like, yes, I want to try that. Yes, that sounds interesting. I have no idea if it's going to work, but I am willing to give it a try because what's happening now, it's not working. I don't want what's happening now again. So I'm willing to try something else to see if I can make it better. And if it's not better, guess what? I will try something different. The worst case scenario is that you stay where you are because you are aware. You, you're not going to go worse than this. You can't because you are aware you know where you are. So you're just moving forward and you know that you're going to face resistance, limiting beliefs, triggers, blah, blah, blah. So when that happened, that's when you have to set healthy boundaries. Okay. What's a healthy boundary, guys? Just tell me, what's a healthy boundary? How can you cultivate intentional dialogue with someone who is resistant and not able to be honest about their feelings? Willow, by first uh, doing the work on yourself first, second, by uh, respecting that person, Uh, actually, by clearly communicating what you need, clearly communicating what you are missing, clearly communicating how that behavior makes you feel, in a way that is not judgmental, in a way that is not attacking that person, in a way that you are being loving to that person, but you are stating very clearly what is it that you want and need and why. When that happens, there are two options here I can think of. One option is that that person loves you a lot and that person says, you know what, like maybe you are right, I have no idea how to do this, but I'm willing to give it a try, try something different, what can I do? That's your open door, to maybe suggesting something, okay? Maybe inviting them to like come to a live session, read a book, uh, practice intentional dialogue, watch a YouTube video following, whatever you feel is the right fit for you guys, okay? Then when that happens, that's one option. The other option is that that person is set stone, no. This is not for me, I don't care about this. When that happens, you have to set a healthy boundary here. And if the communication is not flowing the way you want, and it's, it's a toxic relationship and you cannot change the other person and the other person doesn't want to change, then you have to make hard decisions. You have to set healthy boundaries. You have to protect yourself and you have to still love that person. But just listen to your heart. You have, you know, the answer inside you. I'm not going to tell you what to do, what not to do. Like you will know what to do in that time. I, I know it's hard and I, I know that sometimes things are very unclear. Maybe comparison must be stopped. Every soul is born different. Uh, Healthy boundaries to love and connect, but having clear what you will not allow and communication is effective. And stick to it. Yeah. Narcissist brother-in-law and I'm finally free. Yeah. So healthy boundaries is basically... Yeah, you you guys said it really nicely. Once you get clear on, on the things that you need, once you clearly communicate everything that you need and why, and once you can have an intentional dialogue with other people and really listen to them and really respect their position. It doesn't mean that you that you accept it or that you embrace it. it doesn't mean that, but you are hearing them and you are respecting their, their their point of view. But if that point of view is affecting you in a negative way, the only thing that you can do is just set a healthy boundary. And that healthy boundary can, can be set in so many different ways. Like one example, for example, uh, I saw this, okay, a grand, grandparents, okay, they were taking care of their grandson, okay, and parents were working all the time. They decided not to use daycare and they decided to always use their grandparents, but they didn't even ask them. So the grandparents saw themselves in this dynamic of all of a sudden, they have to get up every morning at 6.30 a.m., go to their house with a car, grab the kid, bring it back home, give them breakfast and then take them to the daycare and then picking them up for the day. So uh, amazing work, right? And they were feeling like, "Mm, this is not really what we wanted for our retirement, right? But they were feeling uh, selfish if they were to ask. But at the end of the day, that was a toxic relationship because they were feeling taken advantage of. They were feeling that they were not even asked. So they started setting a, a, a healthy boundary and a healthy boundary was like, I don't want to be responsible for my grandson all day, every week, because that's not my job. Okay. So they had a conversation with their kids and then they ended up finding a compromise that everybody felt comfortable with. And that was like three days a week. The, the, the grandson was in daycare and then two days a week it was with the grandparents. And then that way the grandparents had Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's the day that they decided because then they have Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays off so that they can rest, they can do their own stuff, they can pursue their hobbies, whatever, but they can still enjoy their grandson. So that was what happened through them, right? Uh, so that was the healthy boundary, and then everybody was okay with it at the end, but they had to step their foot. They had to say, this is not working for me. This is why this is not working. This is what I would like to see. How can we make it happen, okay? So, cool voice, love your accent. Just like to say you have a really cool voice. Is that to me? Uh, Thanks, well, I guess I'm the only one speaking. Thank you. Uh, I did, and doing the work now. My family members are tuning to me for counseling and it plays on my guilt for them having to witness my trauma induced self-destruction. It's wonderful that now they want what I have, but I'm having a hard time not trying to help everyone. I love, I hope living my example would be enough. Yeah. So now you are stepping into different dynamics, right? Now, uh, Holly, now that you have done the journey, uh, some other people have have seen you going there and they want to go to where you are So they're gonna come to you for and ask for help, but that's your time to set healthy boundaries How do you want to help people how much and you get to decide that? And that's another guy's thing. guys you get to decide how you help people you get to decide how you receive help, okay? Pets might help too. <laughs> yeah so let's talk about the intentional dialogue. And this is something that you guys can explore. It's called IMAGO, I-M-A-G-O. And there is a book about it that you can probably find at the library or you can buy it online. But it's a, it's a very clear dialogue that someone else mentioned in the comments before that is all about you listen to what the person is telling you, and then you have to repeat word by word what they said. And then you have to ask, did I get it? And then you have to say, is there more? Okay, so you start having that dialogue and then all of a sudden you are not finding yourself trying to find the the next answer. You are actually listening and you are there and you are just stating what they said and just asking if it's correct. You don't have to fix anything. You don't have to do anything. Okay, so that's one, one thing that I want you guys to to use. Another thing that we my my wife and I use a lot is a timer when we are kind of hot and we are having a. A heated conversation and argument sometimes we do a few strategies here okay so when we pick up the timer that's because one of us is identifying that we are take the conversation is escalating to an unhealthy and toxic uh, way that means like we don't wait until we are like screaming at each other we just when we know that we are not patient that we are not listening that we are not allowing that safe space that's when we one of us will get up and pick the timer from the fridge or from whatever it is okay and then we'll set it for a minute and then i say okay who starts? and then before doing this we actually stand up we hold hands like this and we jump we do that for maybe like 20 seconds 30 seconds guys we jump a few times and the energy changes completely we are smiling it's playful it's movement we are holding hands we are intentionally grounding ourselves as a couple together So we do that and then we sit on the table and then we start fighting. No, you start, no, you start, no, you start. So I start and I set the timer, start. I have a full minute to share, okay? And then when this goes off, I stop it and then I pass it to her. And then she has a full minute. Sometimes if she needs more, we respect each other and we give ourselves more time. But we are not allowed to speak, to say anything if we don't have the timer. That's another very simple strategy you can use it with an object say whoever has the object is allowed to talk and the other person cannot talk so that's a boundary that's a way of communication that can help you make sure that everybody is doing their part okay you can find guys do you have any other ways of of communication that you have found helpful if you do please share them in the comments because there are so many different ways of doing this okay does it make you both take a step back when one of you sets the timer Step back, what do you mean by uh, take a step back when one of you sets the timer? I don't know what that means, creative. If you can be more specific, we'll be happy to answer. Yeah, I really like the jumping and the timer idea. What a great way to diffuse things. Yeah, guys, sometimes uh, the energy is physiology, right? Like the movement of the body can change how you feel. So that's something that we started doing and it's like, I don't know, I learned it from somewhere. I saw someone doing it, I guess. And we just did it one time, and he said, "This feels so good. Why don't we do this every time we are in an argument?" Okay. So if you have, if you have, if you guys have any other uh, techniques that you use, please share them in the comments. Okay. Thought of the day. Do or figure out what works for you. Yeah, you just have to try things, guys. You answer me, Emilio. I mean, does it diffuse the situation a little? Yeah, absolutely. It does. It absolutely does. Because all of a sudden we are in our heads, we are kind of like thinking, what am I gonna say next? She's attacking me, I don't like that. And then you have to stop that pattern. You have to stop thinking that. You have to hold hands, you have to look in the eyes, you have to start jumping. And (laughs) honestly, it's so silly that you're just doing dancing, what are we doing? This doesn't make any sense. So you are taking your brain out of the normality and the brain is going bananas. It's like, what's happening here? I was in that pattern. I was having fun like going deep into that negative and all of a sudden I'm in the middle of this jumping thing that I don't understand. So you just break the pattern. And that's that's what, what if your partner is resistant? Kathy, find something else. You don't have to do that jumping thing. You can find something else. Do something that will spark a smile in your partner. Do something that the partner doesn't expect. Honestly, yes, it takes that. The partner is do something that the partner does not expect and it will make him feel like, What are you doing? Why are you doing that? That's enough to stop the pattern from from keep it going. In a a terribly toxic moment, I just shut my mouth and reached for my partner's hand, and it helped. Amazing. Um, Guys, I remember like being at home, okay? Um, My dad had a, a period of bipolar, like high, really highs, really lows. And I remember that he was, when he was getting on the highs, he was just getting aggressive, he just wanted everything his way. And sometimes like I just realized I, I don't have to fight him. When he wants something and I don't want, I create a healthy boundary and if he's not respecting it, I will just do something that will that she will not ex he will not expect. Sometimes he wants like, ah, and then I will just go him, Papi, I love you. And I will give him a hug. And <laughs> he will be like another time I will just go to the kitchen and then bring a glass of milk. Papi, you want a glass of milk? Another time I will just say, wow, like what's this here? Did you know that this was made of whatever? So his his brain is expecting something from me. He's fighting for the energy that that's what's happening. When someone is heated, they are fighting for the energy. They are fighting to be right. They are fighting to, when that doesn't happen and everything dilutes and the other person is not being attacked, is not being triggered and is not feeding up on that, the other person has nothing to do. They cannot control you. Right? So that's what I used to do with my dad, with my sister, just Hacks, just be present, just stuff that they will not expect. And then all of a sudden they will feel like, okay, what I'm doing clearly is not working. It's like a, a small kid. They are trying to throw a tantrum to see if they can control your behavior. If you can keep your cool, you can just do whatever you want. And they don't they don't find a way to like push your button with the tantrum. They will stop doing it because it's not working. They are fighting for the energy. Well, it's about power. Guys, everything is energy in life. When you are having a conversation with someone else, there is energy flowing between you two. Anytime you feel drained and someone feels energized, that was an unhealthy dynamic. That was, if someone wins and someone loses, that's not a healthy dynamic. That's a fight for the energy. And it requires two people to make that fight, right? So if you are grounded with yourself, if you know what you want, if you are clear about your intention, and you are clear about who you are and you don't let things outside of you control you people will not find a way to fight with you because you will you, you will not participate okay yeah tantrum is a perfect word grown ups have them more than told totally. absolutely we all have tantrums we go into our tantrum in so many different ways and sometimes it works and that's why we do it because it in some way it serves us okay Uh, Something else that I wanted to share is the intention versus impact. Okay. Intention versus impact of your words. You guys know what that means. And guys, we are almost at the end of the session. Uh, I just want to remind you that Insight Timer works by donation. So if you are enjoying this conversation and you are finding value, I would really love if you can support me with a, a, a donation, if you can. And if you cannot, there are other ways that you can support me. That's by following me, by taking some of my courses. I have two courses, uh, one about self-care, a 10-day self-care course. And another one is about minimalism that was just released last Friday. It's a 14-day course about minimalism. So the way for you to support me is by enrolling in the course that if you have the the, the membership of Skillshare, sorry, of... Inside Timer, that's free for you. You don't have to pay extra, but then engage in the classroom. That's how you can support me the most and you can support yourself because you are sharing in the classroom, in the course classroom, you are being accountable. I can support you and Inside Timer really rewards me when people engage in the course classroom. So I would really appreciate if you can do that. So I was talking about, thank you so much, Caroline, Linda, Ella, amazing. Thank you for your support. So, intention versus impact of your words. Thank you, Jackie. <sighs> Thank you. Emilia. million rewards to you. Thank you, Shelly. So, what does that mean? Sometimes you want to tell a person something, okay? And you have an intention. I would like to say to this person, X. I would like that person to understand X, Y, and Z. Thank you, Shelly. But when you try to say it, the delivery... It's different. Maybe you use something in your, in your voice tone of voice. Maybe you are too aggressive in, in the delivery. So the, the the impact of your words, it's, it's different than the intention. Let me tell you one example. Okay. I was having a a conversation with who was my partner, like 15 years ago. I had a really long relationship with her, nine years. And then we were having an argument about something. And I remember that we were talking and I I was inside myself. I was feeling what I'm saying. I think it makes sense and it's right, but I don't understand why she's so upset. So we kind of separated and then we came back a few hours later and then, uh, thank you so much guys for your donations. I've seen so many of them. Uh, so she, she came back to me when we were cooled down and then I asked her like, what happened? And then she said, what you were saying was right. And I I was just going crazy. Like, what are you saying? So why did we (laughs) fight? Why were you so upset? And then she told me, because the delivery wasn't right. Because when you told me, you were too aggressive. And I, I, I I just wasn't listening to you anymore. I was just protecting myself. That day, I learned the impact versus the intention of your words. Since that day... I really try to watch how I communicate with people because I understand that I can be saying something beautiful to you, but if I am saying it like this, you are not going to, you're not going to get what I'm trying. You're not going to understand my intention. You are going to just see my delivery and the impact of my words is going to be very bad. So you're going to be protecting yourself. So just an example, imagine that I come to you and I say, I'm having a really hard day today uh, and and I came home and I see that the house is a mess. I see that all your things are around and it really affects my mental health. And I would really love if we can do something about it. It doesn't have to be now, but if you can really help me figure a way that we can both feel comfortable. So that would be one way. How would you feel if I come home and I say that and you see me down and, and be nice, soft tone of voice. Like, will you support me? Will you try to do something? Yes or no? I'm curious. Maybe (laughs) no. But will you try to listen to to me? Will you you be open to, to my request? Yes or no? What happens if my intention is the exact same thing? I would love for you to understand that your mess is driving me bananas every day, okay? And my passion is gone. I just can't do it anymore and it's a, an, an accumulation of things through, throughout my day but when i came home that was the job that filled the class right how would you react if i come home i open the door i shut the door like this and i say your stuff is everywhere can we please do something about it <laughs> will you help me Will you be open to like to to having a conversation or, or would you be like this just think about it how, how would you feel So that's a clear, I will be paralyzed and not be open to listening. Softness makes my heart open. And I, Exactly, guys. So every time you are offering a request, every time you need something from someone, keep in mind, keep in mind the delivery. Keep in mind, connect with your intention and make sure that the impact of your words, the impact of whatever you do, It's true to the intention that you had and make sure that the other person receives it in a good way, okay? So I can tell you that so many times with my wife, we are in a a negative situation and we cannot find the way to communicate clearly with each other. Even using the timer, we don't even want to jump together. We are in this really dark place and the only way for us to be able to get out of it, you know how we do it, Guess how do you think we can do it? How do you think you can how do you think you can communicate with someone what you really want making sure that your intention is clear, making sure that your intention is it's there but without eliminating all the impact that the delivery can have. <clears throat> Space in writing. Boom. In writing, guys. In writing. Why? Sometimes it happens in writing. We write a letter to each other, okay? We write a letter. Why? Because when you are writing a letter, if you are dealing with something very emotional, something that is triggering, something that you are being very affected by, facing the other person and keeping your cool, it's very difficult. Because you you are trying to be present, you are trying to be grounded, but you are A lot of stuff is coming up for you, right? And sometimes you, you just can't control it and that will boom. Hello from Texas. Hello, Natalie. So by you allowing yourself the space and time to write it, you're going to be able to write the letter from start to end. You're going to be able to express everything. You're going to be able to reread the letter. You're going to make sure that you are writing the things in, in a nice way, in a good way that the letter is expressing your true intention. And you are avoiding all the delivery issues that you may face if you were to have a face-to-face confrontation confrontation i i wouldn't i don't like confrontation i would say a face-to-face like meeting because guys we are energy sometimes the energies that that are happening between two people or more people are so intense that we cannot process them we don't have time to process them and they may trigger behaviors they may trigger patterns that automatically happen and you just can't control them because they have been happening for so many years that all of a sudden you say something that you regret right away but you said it so the impact is already there you know what i mean she may say something and i will say ah that thing already will set her off completely for hours so that's why writing a letter sometimes is the best way to communicate okay how do you know if they correctly interpret what you intend in writing (coughs) becca Because once that happened, I can tell you that the energy, I can tell you that everything is, she is way more receptive. Once she reads the letter, first, she feels supported. She feels respected. She feels special because I took the time to write her. She has the opportunity to read everything that I wanted to say without seeing all my delivery issues that I may face. And then, She's open and receptive to having a conversation. And then I then ask, did you understand what I brought? Did you understand why I felt the same I did? Did you understand that that thing that I did is a trigger because of X, Y, and Z? And then we start having this conversation and then it goes to a different place. Okay, Uh, this is exactly what happens with me and my partner, Emilio. Like we always explode face to face. Uh, in my context the male ego always comes in between how to deal with that guys the male ego the ego is energy <laughs> the ego is energy accumulated that you have created uh, behaviors all patterns sometimes it's a defense mechanism that you create to protect yourself from situations that you don't know how to manage sometimes you are fearful and then you just the, the ego at the end of the day if you are grounded if you practice regular self-care if you are clearly communicating with people, if you are being intentional a lot, the ego will not have space to creep in so much. And if you are doing deep work, if you're really understanding why the ego is there, why those reactions are there, meaning like if I sometimes, my wife says something to me and I react and I say something meanly, I can then reflect, I can write that down and I can really sit in a meditation or maybe go to a male's group or maybe go to therapy bring that up and say this is what happened I have no idea why I said that but I want to dig deeper into that and then someone else can help you go deeper into that specific thing if you start doing that with everything that's coming up for you you keep a journal where you are writing everything that's coming up for you so that you don't forget and then you have the opportunity to have someone else guide you through the process or you have the opportunity to reread that when you are feeling grounded when you are doing your meditation, when you are going to the forest by yourself, when you are doing whatever you need to do to make yourself feel well, you're going to read that and you're going to have a ha moment. You're going to understand, wow, like I say that because I feel that I don't deserve love. I feel that I don't deserve love because when I was little, my dad never told me what I was doing, right? He always pointed what I was doing wrong and that triggers me. You notice that, right? Like that's something that happened to me when I was little. My dad had the belief that the best way to help me progress in life was to only point what I was doing wrong, never praise what I was doing right. So that for me caused a lot of, uh, self-confidence, a lot of, uh, I don't deserve this. I'm not good enough. Who am I to do that? Blah, blah, blah. And I see my dad's role in so many powerful people around me. Anytime I have a boss, anytime, uh, there is a strong masculine energy could be from a female or from a male it doesn't matter it triggers me and i know it's there and i know that comes up and my my first intuition is to emilio protect yourself emilio don't do anything emilio don't speak emilio don't share don't make mistakes so that's 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 something that's an ego piece that i have inside me okay and it's not that my dad loved me guys my dad really loved me and i know that But that was his way. That's what he learned from his dad. My my grandfather was like that. And we are all victims of victims. We all try to do our best. We do. Sometimes we just don't find the best way to do it. But however, burning them now. (laughs) Why are you burning your journals, Cathy? If that feels good to you, just do it. Uh, Okay. so. I have a couple more things to share with you before we go. Uh, another thing that you can do is uh, think about the different kinds of help that you can offer, right? Because sometimes sometimes people may need... So there is coaching, there is mentoring, there is giving advice. So there are so many different ways of helping others, right? And sometimes you will use a variety of them. But sometimes, sometimes people come to me. For example, imagine that you come to me and you say, Emilio, I'm trying to declare my home, Okay. Some people may be at the stage that they need me to tell them the, how to do it, okay? So I am just mentoring them. I'm just sharing with them the step-by-step. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Some other people may come in a very emotional state. They are not ready to do the work yet. They need clarity. They need awareness. They need to really understand what's happening. And they will not be able to move forward until they get to that state. So in that, I will use coaching. I will ask questions. I will help them come up with their own answers. I will not tell them what to do, why to do it, no. This is not about me, this is about them. So I will get clear about, you need to be clear here. You need to share what do you want to do? What is the transformation you are seeking for? Why do you want that? How is your life going to be better after? What's standing on your way right now? So I will ask a lot of questions and then let them come up with their own answers. Let them come up with their own things that are that need to surface for them. So that's coaching. I'm not telling them what to do or how to do it. I'm just guiding them, flowing with them. I don't know where I'm gonna go, but they are kind of that dictating how things go. Okay. Letting go full moon drum circle. Amazing. <clears throat> yeah, so, so that's it guys. Uh, this is what I have for today's session. Uh, I hope that this was helpful. I know that there are so many different ways of communication, but these are some of the basics that I think, if we all follow these basics, I think communication will be so much easier, guys. I think communication will be so much um, rewarding, so much encouraging and supportive. And just make sure that you keep in mind all these things, right? Keep in mind, thank you Susie for your donation. Keep in mind that be intentional, be clear about what you are, looking for in the conversation be clear about what the other person needs make it all about themselves if you are offering help not about what you want especially with when with physical like I find a lot of people like trying to help their parents their parents have their own ways they may have clutter but they Mm. may only live for 10 more years and, and that's how they feel good and I always ask them like is it is it worthy for you to really fight them to do something that they don't want to do to do something that they don't have the energy to do to do something that at the end of the day is all about you, not about them because you know that you will have the problem once they are gone. But if they are not willing to do anything and that's getting on the wave between you and and them, loving them, just, just reflect about it. There is no right or wrong answer. Just reflect about it. Is it worth it? The fight? Is it worth it? You try to change them? Is it worth it? uh, How can you find different ways? How can you set healthy boundaries? How can you communicate your own needs? Like, just yes, find different ways. I love what you said in the last few minutes. Uh, I am recording this this talk, too, by the way. So you will be able to find it in a few days uh, as a recording in my profile. OK, uh, this has been so incredibly helpful. Muchísimas gracias, Emilio. Muchas gracias, Alison. I really like it and enjoy receiving. I receive from you guys whatever you say. I want to accept it with love and with I love it. Thank you so much for being nice. Very heartfelt knowledge. Excellent delivery and personal shares were powerful. Thank you, Emilio. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, it's all about personal shares, right? It's all about our own experience. We can read a thousand books, but if we don't connect with with those emotions, if we don't get grounded, everything stays here. And then it's not enough having information here. You have to like process it and make it an experience so that you can really feel it and, and, and experience it. Okay, guys, do you have a great session? Thanks, gracias, Mil. Thanks, Osiris. Thank you to you and Samantha for your amazing book, Learning so much. Oh, thank you, Sisi. <laughs> so happy that you are reading it. Thanks so much, invaluable talk. Glad I will be able to listen again. Yeah, uh, I will post it now, and it takes normally two to three days for Inside Timer, okay, to, to process it. This resonates so much. Had an argument last weekend with my mom because I wanted to insist my point of view. TP, be gentle with yourself. Again, like everything I share is just take whatever you feel good with, let go of the rest and make sure that you find your own way, a way that feels good to you, a way that feels good to your parents and a way that you can still interact with them and and your smile makes me day. (laughs) Thank you, Becca. Thank you very much, Emilio. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. Okay, guys, I let you go. Happy, uh, happy Tuesday, and I will see you on Friday. Uh, by the way, what would you like me to cover next week before I go? I need to create two live events next week. What would you like me to cover? I always like to ask so that I don't come up with topics that that maybe no one wants to hear about. Is there anything that you would like me to cover? Anything that you would like to talk about? More on this, uh, i back at you. <laughs> Intention versus impact. Great stuff. Thank you for great, great stuff. Keep that, mind, Keep that in mind, What has been the impact of my words and what was my intention? And then compare them. Fostering healthy relationships, manifesting, up and down on the spiritual journey. What is day sometime next week? Uh, so, next week, uh, I, uh, I'm just remembering that it's my birthday on Tuesday, on the 17th. So I think the 17th, I will take the day off to spend the day with my family. So next week, let me check. Sorry, Tuesday, I won't be here, but Friday. Manifest. What do you do by manifesting? Happy birthday. Thank you. Making an, uh, an acting on difficult but obvious decisions. More healthy relationships. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, guys. relationships okay yes second the in place in a relationship how to set boundaries in difficult circumstances what to do when reaching an impasse but don't want to end the relationship Tough topic, guys. (laughs) Group dynamics and relationships. How to get your needs met without going into fear. Manifesting. Okay. Okay. I will see what I can do with this information, guys. Thank you so much, Sharon. Happy birthday. Thank you. How to discuss with parents your childhood times of feeling unsafe because of their mistakes. I will invite you, uh, Becca, to change the mistakes for another world, okay? Because when you tell them mistakes, what do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to be supported and respected or do you think they're going to be feel attacked? Because deep inside, Becca, I don't know if you have kids, but if you do have kids, I will say that a lot of times people may, may feel that you're making mistakes, but Are you truly intending to make mistakes or are you just doing your best and that's the best that you, you can do right now and you are not seeing another option. Maybe you just need to work harder. Maybe you just need to understand more things. But right now in this moment you're making a decision based on whatever, but I wouldn't say that you are making a mistake intentionally. You are just making a decision the best you can right now. So I will invite you to use a different word than mistake, but yeah, that's a really powerful, Actually, my wife, Samantha, she's doing therapy and she was invited to share with her parents how they express fear, how they express love, how they express connection, how they express all these emotions, right? Because then she became familiar and then she understood why she's the way she is, because she's a replica of them. So that's a really powerful, uh, get defensive. Yeah, get defensive. Mistakes is a pivotal word. That will cause them anger. Absolutely. So I will say, like in my case, when I when I was talking with my dad, like the first thing I I did was try to understand his childhood, right? Try to understand why he was the way he was, and I was asking him a lot of questions about how how was your family dynamics when you were little? Uh, how was your dad with you? How was your mom with you? And then he started sharing a lot of stuff that I really. <sighs> Sorry, this makes me cry a little bit, but I just picture my dad as a little boy, right? Being attacked by his dad. And then he dressing up, having all the all that trauma, right? And then him facing me and my sister there, little ones running around, pushing all the buttons, having time to stuff. And then him trying his best to be the best dad he knows how to be, right? So did he make a mistake? I don't think so. I think he tried his best. So try to use a different word if you can. No, guys, don't it's not pain. It's not it's something that is inside and it's good to let it out. You ha- guys have to let it out because it's there for a reason and you have to digest these things. And for me this is still I have done a lot of work on this and it's still I guess I feel the pain that he was feeling when he was little. And then I tried to think about my grandfather when he was little, right? And what he was facing too. And then instead of seeing my grandfather as a narcissistic or whatever you wanna name him, I just saw him as a victim of his dad or his dynamics or whatever happened, right? And we all do what we can. The only thing that I know is this, when you are facing someone with love, when you are accepting them for how they are and really being grateful to them, they're going to be open to you. It's good to feel even if it doesn't feel good. Yeah, (laughs) even if it doesn't feel good guys, you have to let it sit. You have to like watch it. You have to really understand why it's happening. Okay. Emilio, I had terrible arguments with my parents, but at the end I accept that I was the one able to change and communicate better. Not them have to grow more in communication. it was humble with that understand them and had a great communication with, when they left, amazing. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you were able to do that, Juliana, because at the end of the day, the love that you can have with your parents, nothing should get should stand in the way of that. Yeah, thank you, Kitty. It's necessary, you have to forgive them. You have to really understand their reasons. You have to have empathy. And you have to break that energy connection that you have with them. You have to stop letting them control you energetically. And when you can do that, and you are not triggered anymore for what they did, and you can connect with why they did that, connect with that they didn't do that in purpose. They didn't do that intentionally because deep inside they were doing that because they thought it was the best thing to do. Even if the impact was completely different, okay? Times were much harder when they were growing up. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Crying is healthy. Tears release stress hormone. I love crying, guys. I don't I don't hide from crying. Tears are also. Sign of love, absolutely. Okay, time to go, guys. Thank you so much for, for being here today. I will see you on Friday that we're gonna be talking about a completely different topic, just paper, okay? <laughs> and then uh, I will think about next week's topic, but I have some ideas from you. So thank you so much, sometimes you need to cry. Absolutely, guys, let yourself the space to cry. Thank you for your vulnerability, dear Emilio. Much love, thank you. Thank you again, I need the paper session. Yeah, let's do the paper session on Friday, okay? Bring all your questions, bring everything that you need to know about your paper and let's get it done, okay? Don't worry, Juliana, uh, if you can donate, that's okay. Just make, me, me, make sure if you can support me by writing reviews or enrolling into a course if you are a Members Plus, Just do that, and that's awesome. Thank you for being here. Okay, guys. Have a great Tuesday. Adios.